Welcome to The Heart Zone, featuring George Cannon. This broadcast is a time of teaching and encouragement from Kerwinsville Christian Church. For more information, we invite you to visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. And now for a message from The Heart Zone. Here's George Cannon. Folks, we are looking at trying to understand who the Holy Spirit is and His work and His relationship with you as a person. In fact, I've entitled this series that we're looking at The Forgotten One because if we're honest with ourselves, the person of the Holy Spirit, we really don't give much thought to Him. We don't really think about Him very much at all. And there are various reasons for that. Now, last week I shared with you that when we talk about the Holy Spirit, there are two extremes that we can fall into. And usually we fall into one of these two extremes. There is a third one, and that is the I don't care, but very few people are there. The two extremes are, number one, that we can be experience-oriented. So when we talk about the Holy Spirit, we're talking more about the experience of the Holy Spirit. We're talking more about the focus is on what kind of whatever can happen to you, a manifestation or whatever. And there are some folks who are so experience-oriented that their whole concept of their Holy Spirit is just about what they can experience personally. The other extreme is, is where we downplay the Holy Spirit. Whereas we feel like, yeah, we know the Holy Spirit's there, we know the Scripture talks about Him, we baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we know that the Spirit is our, our seal, but we really downplay His role in our life, and, and we really develop theologies to try to kind of downplay who He is, and we don't really see a role for Him that much today with us. And those are two extremes, and if you meant, remember what I said, both extremes, whether it's experience-oriented or you're on the other end where you downplay him, are basically operating out of a partial understanding of what the Scripture says. Today I want to talk about two hindrances before I get into the promise. If we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit, we need to understand, am I operating from one of those two extremes? But there's also going to be possibly that in, in order for you to grasp what we're going to be presenting to you over the next couple of months, you need to recognize that there are two hindrances that may be happening in your life, especially if you're in one of those two extremes. And here they are. The first one is this. Our pride keeps us from understanding. It's very possible, especially if you're in one of those two extremes, that when we talk about the Holy Spirit, you're not going to be open to anything that's said because your pride is keeping you from understanding. What do you mean, George? Well, for instance, I'll give you an example. If you're one of those folks who is operating out of the extreme where you're downplaying the Holy Spirit's role in your life, your pride will not allow you to maybe learn anything different from the Scripture because you've already made up your mind that this is the way it is, and so therefore I don't need to know anything more. So you just downplay Him. If you're operating from the extreme of an experience, you might be here and you might be saying, well, George, I know the experiences that I have had with the Holy Spirit. I'm not open to what you're saying because I already have arrived. Now, you may not say those exact words, 
But that's basically the point you're coming to when you say you've come to that point. Your pride can keep you from understanding who God is, specifically who the person of the Holy Spirit is. So let's come to a conclusion right here. First of all, none of us completely understand him, no matter what extreme you operate from. Do you understand what I'm saying? Look to your neighbor right now and say, you don't understand. You don't. Do you understand what I'm saying? So our pride, you, and and, and let's be honest, that's the number one detriment. Actually, can I be honest with you? These two hindrances I'm going to give you are the two hindrances that in your whole spiritual life. Not just in understanding the Holy Spirit. The first one's pride. Here's the second one. We're fearful of the unknown. We're fearful. What do you mean we're fearful? Well, okay, let's go back to that first extreme that I was talking to you about, the, the one where we downplay it. Not only does your pride hinder you, but your fear hinders you. What? Because you're afraid, because you don't truly understand, you know that we don't understand. If I dabble in this, I might do what I'm watching people do on TV. I don't know that I could do that. I might see things happening that are weird. And I don't, and, I, and I'm not, that's not who I am, that's not what I believe. First of all, that's not going to happen. The reality is, that's a fear, though, that will keep you from knowing more about him. The other extreme is this. You have experienced him. You maybe have experienced some sort of experience in your life because of him. Your fear will keep you from going beyond that because you're afraid that when you get deeper into the Bible, it may downplay your experience. It may explain it away. And you're not... You're not there. You don't want that to happen because you know what you've experienced in your life. So fear happens. See, you see where pride happens? One of the other extremes, we both operate by both things, either pride or fear. And it's keeping us from coming to a biblical understanding. So this is what we want to do here. We want to, we want to recognize, not be fearful. We want to study the Scripture, not be prideful. We want to recognize we don't truly understand And we want to come to a place where we say, okay, Holy Spirit, we know we can't know everything about you, but help us to understand what you did tell us, what you have revealed to us. And you say, okay, George, that's that's a pretty good assumption there. I, I don't want to be motivated by fear. I don't want to be motivated by pride. I do want to understand who he is. I want to understand his role in my life. Where do we begin? Because the Bible's a big book. And we see the presence of the Holy Spirit occasionally throughout the Old Testament. We see the presence of the Holy Spirit throughout the New Testament. Where do we begin? I think, well, where do we begin is where Jesus begins when he teaches his disciples and he gives them a promise of who the Holy Spirit is and that he's going to come and what the Holy Spirit will do. We're going to spend three lessons actually talking about the promise, because each one of the promises is really a different area of how the Holy Spirit is going to be working in your life. And if you want to, on your bulletin, on the back, you'll notice it says the promise. Here's what I'd like for you to do. Right beside the promise, say, the promise of a relationship. Of a relationship. 
Because that's really what this first section that we're going to look at here in John, when he gives them the promise of another helper, he's going to talk to them about the relationship that you and I can have with the Holy Spirit. So what do we do here? We're going to look today at verses 15 through 18. Let's look together at this first promise that he gives them concerning the Holy Spirit. And let us begin the process of truly understanding what the Holy Spirit's role is in our lives. And not be freaked out by it, but nor be prideful about it. So let's, let's look at it. So look with me, verse 15. Jesus says this. This is a pretty powerful one. If you want to write a star by, by verse 15, you can. If you love me, keep my commandments. Hmm. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. And I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Here's what we're going to do. First of all, folks, we're going to see the basis for the promise. And then we're going to see who the helper is. First of all, the basis. What we see happening here in John 14, actually it begins in John 13 and 14, 15 and 16. Jesus is in the upper room. Remember, this is on the night before he's betrayed. It's right when he institutes the Lord's Supper, or, or communion as we know it. He's telling his disciples, this is on the night when he, which he's going to be betrayed, and then he's going to go to the cross and die. He's preparing his disciples for what's going to happen, and he's telling them, guys, I'm going away. In fact, that's the first point I want you to see here. Jesus is going to the Father. Jesus is saying to them, the basis for the promises is he's saying to them, guys, I'm no longer going to be with you every day. Because for three years now, he has been with them every day. He's taken care of them. They've seen the miracles. They've seen the storms calm. They've seen people healed. They've seen people fed, thousands being fed by the single word from Jesus. And, and that's a pretty comfortable position to be in if you're with Jesus, right? But now he's telling you he's going away. What? That could freak you out, couldn't it? So the basis for the promises is Jesus is saying he's going away. Here's the other thing. We get it out of verse 15. Look at what verse 15 says. This is the hard verse. If you love me, keep my commandments. Jesus just flat out says to them, look, if you really say you love Jesus, then you do what Jesus says. But have you tried that? I mean, without Jesus, you can't do it. In fact, he even told us that in John 15. For without me, you could do nothing. Here's the basis. We can't do it alone. We can't do it alone because the very next thing when he tells us, if we love him, keep his commandments, and he says that I will pray the Father to send a helper. See, this is the basis for the promise. So we've got to understand a couple things here. The purpose of the Holy Spirit's role in our life right now, so that we understand... He's the substitute for Jesus on earth for us. Do you understand? You want to write that down somewhere. He's the substitute for Jesus on earth with us. 
So whether you're operating from the experience-oriented extreme over here or you're operating from that other extreme over here where you're downplaying its role, you've got to get a grip on it, either one of those extremes, and realize that the role of the Holy Spirit is to replace Jesus physically with us. Because, number one, Jesus can't physically be everywhere, but the Holy Spirit can. Do you understand what I'm saying? So the basis is, is that, number one, he doesn't want us to be alone because he's going away. Second of all, he realizes that without him with us, we can't do what he's asking us to do. You need the Holy Spirit to do what he's asking you to do. So, well, hold on a second. That just brings up a good point you need to think about. Think about this for a moment. How many of you have so struggled with your Christian life? You've so struggled. I don't know if I can do this. God, you're asking me to do this. I can't do this. God, I'm dealing with this problem. I can't get overcome it. How many of you know what I'm talking about? And you just get frustrated. like, Jesus, how, why are you even asking me to do that? I can't do this. The point is, is you can't do it by yourself because you were never meant to do it by yourself. Do you understand what I'm saying? When he tells you to do something in the Bible, it's not for you to do it by yourself. It's for you to do it with who? The Holy Spirit. Him. You understand? This is the basis for the promise. This is the basis for the promise. You say, okay, now wait a minute, George. You said we're going to talk about the promise of a relationship. Where do we see that? Well, he sees it right there. We're going to look now, verse 16 through 18. We're going to talk about the helper. The helper. Some of you maybe have a King James Bible that says the comforter. How many of you have in your translation that says the comforter? Okay. Both of them are correct meanings. It's from the word, in the Greek, it means parakletos, or paraclete. What it means is someone who comes alongside of you, someone who brings comfort, someone who helps. So either translation is fine, whether helper or comforter, someone who comes along. But what we're going to see here is, notice what Jesus says, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. He will give you another comforter. He will give you someone else to come alongside of you just like I've been alongside of you these last three years. That's what Jesus is saying here. So here's the first thing we see about the helper. He will come alongside of you. The role of the Holy Spirit is, first of all, to come alongside of you. To come beside you as you live this life out, as you live your life for Jesus, day by day, as you go throughout the day, even when you're not living for God, He is right there with you, alongside of you. Isn't that awesome? How many of us have said things like this? Boy, I wish Jesus was here with me. Wouldn't be a problem. Folks, He can't be here with you. He's with the Father. But he sent somebody else to be with you. We just need to acknowledge him. Why? Because he's the forgotten one. Do you understand what I'm saying? We're forgetting that he's already with us. If you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, the Holy Spirit is with you. And he will come alongside of you and help. Bring comfort. And to guide you. Isn't that awesome? He will come alongside of you. And help you. And here's the wonderful thing. Have you ever gone and helped somebody before? Well, here's the thing about the Holy Spirit. When he comes alongside to help you, he already knows what you're thinking. He already knows what you're feeling. He already knows your, He knows everything about you. What better person 
It's almost like he knows what your next move is going to be. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's how awesome the Holy Spirit is. So you're like, I don't know, I need some wisdom now, Holy Spirit, to guide me through this. And it's not like you've got to explain to him the situation. He already knows the situation. He knows the outcome of the situation. He knows everything. He's the one who will come alongside. And here's the thing. Here's what he points out in verse 17. Now, this is the, you've got to understand this and grasp this for your life. He says, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. Here's what I want you to see about the helper. He will be unnoticed by the world. He will be unnoticed by the world. The Holy Spirit will come alongside of you and help you and guide you in your life and be there for you. But when it comes to the rest of the world, that is, people who don't know Jesus, they're not going to see the Holy Spirit's work in your life. They're going to say things like that. Oh, that was a nice coincidence. Oh, but man, the Holy Spirit answered my prayer, and he showed me this. Oh, yeah, that could have happened to anybody. Are you going off your rocker there? you going nuts? Been watching a little too much TV? Did you have too much Italian sausage the night before? Do you know what I'm saying? They don't see it. Some of you are getting frustrated right now with unbelievers in your life because you see how God is working. You're communicating that to them, and they're like, huh? What? Because they can't receive it. So the Holy Spirit is doing a work, but he's invisible. And the world cannot receive him. That is, they can't accept him. They don't understand him. This is the point I want you to see. But here's what he's going to show you here. Is, is notice the verse 17. Believers will notice his work. Folks, I'm continually being blown away each week by the fact that the Holy Spirit works in my life. I'm just blown away. I see things happening. I, I know, Lord, it's got to be you. This is not coincidence. This didn't just fall out of the sky. This didn't just happen. This is you answering prayer. And you begin to notice the hand of God in your life. Folks, that hand of God that you're noticing, that's the Holy Spirit working. Do you understand? And you'll recognize it. Notice what John says here. Look what, what Jesus is saying here. Verse 17. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. What does that mean? Well, it's already we already know that. Later on in the scripture, it tells us that when the Holy Spirit enters, he what enters into your life, God is within you, in the presence of the Holy Spirit, and you'll notice His work. And His work isn't just in answering prayers. You'll notice His work is in things like conviction. What's that? Well, when you start feeling bad, or when things start to get to you, when you know that what you're doing is wrong and you know it's wrong, and the Holy Spirit begins to convict you about it. Do you understand? Or when you need guidance, and the Holy Spirit gives you guidance, you'll begin to notice His work. That comes from a relationship. Isn't that awesome? But here's the other thing. The final thing we see about the Helper, and I think this is so wonderful. Notice this. He will not abandon you. Look at what he says there, verse 18. And I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Here's what Jesus is saying. He's saying, you know what? I'm leaving you. I'm going to be with the Father. And I'm not going to be with you for what's coming ahead. But I'm not abandoning you guys. I'm sending someone else just like me to be with you. Another helper. 
another comforter, someone who come alongside of you. You're not going to go this alone. You're not going to be abandoned. You're not going to be orphaned. Some of you, can I be honest with you? Right now you're wrestling so hard because, remember I told you one of the craziest things that we are so fearful of besides death, the number one thing besides death that we're fearful of is being alone. And you can have that fear even if you are married and have a big family. Have you ever felt alone in a crowd? Have you felt alone in a group hug? And that's our fear. And the greatest fear that we have coupled with that is that God would abandon us. Especially when we do wrong. Especially when there's sin in our lives. And especially when we come operate under this assumption that he's rejected you. But here we see, look, he's, he's talking to his disciples who, let's just remind ourselves, were they perfect? No. In fact, after they do this, does Peter do right after this? No. After this discussion, we see later on that he denies Jesus three times. So it's not like Jesus is oblivious to the fact that they're going to do wrong. Jesus knows you're going to do wrong. But he's making a promise here that the Holy Spirit will come to be with you. Why? So that you're not abandoned. He will not abandon you. Do you see the relationship? I mean, think about that for a moment. What we're talking about here is the promise of a relationship with God. And even when you do wrong, that relationship doesn't end. So, okay, let's take a human relationship for a moment. All of us are in human relationships. We can all, we can, whether parent-child or marriage relationships or friendships or whatever, our life is filled with relationships, right? So have you ever been done wrong? How do we respond to people who do us wrong? You shut them off. You're done with them. You write them off, right? Depends how many times they've done you wrong, right? If if you're short-fused, quicker than normal, but eventually if it keeps on happening, you what? Write them off. Why? Because that's our human nature. But I want you to notice that this, we're talking about a different type of relationship here. We're talking about a relationship with God through the person of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus says, I'm going away. I'm sending another helper who will come alongside of you, who's going to be with you, who's going to put up with your junk, just like I put up with it. Because remember, when you read through the Gospels, did Jesus have to put up with their junk? Oh, yeah. Hey, what are you guys arguing about over there? Uh, well, yeah, Jesus, we're arguing about who's going to be greatest. Sounds like family, doesn't it? I mean, that's reality. But he sends another helper, and he says this, I'm not going to leave you orphans. I'm not going to abandon you. That's awesome. That's the role of the Holy Spirit in your life. That's the first aspect of it, to just have a relationship with you. Look, folks, if we just said, okay, we're done with the series, that's it, the forgotten one, we're over, because all that we've learned today is that we've got a relationship with the living God on a daily basis, that would be enough, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? To know that he's going to be right there alongside of me in my relationship day in, day day out, that would be enough. But there's so much more, so much more. We'll look at it as we go on. So much more. 
So you can't operate from one extreme or the other. You've got to realize that the Scripture very clearly teaches you what his role is. And the first role is here is he's to have a relationship with you. Not to abandon you. But to come alongside of you, to help, to comfort. That's awesome. That's awesome. You say, okay, George, how do we apply this little portion that we've learned today about the Holy Spirit to our lives? Well, Let's just ask a couple of questions, and then I'll give you an action point to help you to know what to do this week. First of all, let me ask you a question. What is hindering your understanding? You know, this week, since the last message, I've talked to a few people, and they said, Oh, wow, George, I did never know that about the Holy Spirit, or I wasn't taught much about the Holy Spirit, or I, wasn't, I didn't really understand that until you mentioned that, and that's, Wow! So maybe you're here and what's hindering your understanding is it's just simply ignorance. Because you never looked at it. You just assumed, well, you know, it's the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Trinity. But as far as how that relates to your life right now, you had no understanding. Maybe what's hindering your understanding right now is pride because some preacher taught you this or some experience happened here. And so pride is keeping you from having a complete understanding because for some reason you've come to a place, whatever the reason is, where you think you understand everything there is. That, folks, is pride. Because I'll be honest with you, you cannot understand everything about God. Even if you know everything the Bible says about the Holy Spirit, you still will not know the Holy Spirit. Because he will not reveal himself completely to all of us. Maybe you're here and you're downplaying him. And so your pride is out of that, where, you know, I've got it all together, George. I have an understanding and I know. No, no, your theology, don't build a box. And and you've got to realize that God operates many times outside of our boxes. You can't box God in. So you've got to ask yourself, what's hindering you from understanding the role of the Holy Spirit in your life? What's hindering you from understanding who he is? He's a person. What's hindering you? Here's the second thing. Are you trying to go it alone? Are you trying to go it alone? Are you trying to live your Christian life by yourself? Are you trying to live your Christian marriage by yourself? Are you trying to, to do your Christian parenting by yourself? Are you trying to overcome whatever issue is in your life by yourself? I'm going to be flat out honest with you. You can't do it. Not by yourself. You don't have enough strength to do it. You can't do it. You need someone to come alongside of you to guide you. And I can't think of a better person than God. Because Jesus said, I'll send him. The Father's going to send him another helper just like me. And he will be with you and in you. And he will not abandon you. But the question is, is are you trying to go it alone? See, that may be the reason for the frustration in your life right now. is because you're trying to live your life without him. But you can't. So you say, okay, George, what do we do then? Well, here's your action point. Here's what I want you to do. If you are serious, but if you are serious where you want to begin to understand the Holy Spirit and understand the relationship that you can have with him, you need to do this. Here's what I want you to do this week. Begin to speak with the Holy Spirit as a person. Let's just start off small. So the action point this week is, is okay, I begin to talk to him. And I speak to him as a person. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? Because he's not a power source. He's not any of that. He's a person. He's God. So do that this week. Do that this week, okay? Thank you for being with us this morning. And we trust that today's message has been both challenging and an encouragement to your heart. At Kerwinsville Christian Church, a warm welcome is always extended to you. We're located at 700 State Street, Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania. For more information about our ministry, please visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. Now, on behalf of George Cannon and the entire church family, we hope that you will look to the Heavenly Father in all that you face this coming week.